0: Hi, welcome to Literaturely, a podcast about teaching literature. I'm Margaret Malk. And I'm Paige Wallace. This is our first introductory episode, and so for you to get to know us, we're going to introduce each other, as introductions are always awkward enough, Um, so... I am introducing Paige. And Paige is an eco-feminist working on a dissertation that will rock the way literature and cultural studies consider eco-criticism. She just has no time for second wave whitewashing. At the root of all of Paige's work is her consideration of community. Paige highlights the ties that hold a community together, spotlights the links we overlook, and forms supportive communities of her own through everything she does. I'm not sure I know anyone who takes as much time and effort to continue to better themselves by taking professionalization courses, um, seminars, uh, those other sorts of professionalization activities that universities offer. In the classroom, Paige uses text to encourage students to re-examine and re-evaluate their own communities. She's an instructor extraordinaire fusing traditional analysis, digital resources, and collaborative efforts. I always admire the way Paige engages her students without erasing boundaries. If it ever comes down to it, I would choose Paige to have my back in a fist fight. And I'm really excited to learn from her throughout this podcast, however long it takes.
1: <laughs> ah, Thanks, Margaret, that was so kind of you. Um, I'm excited to introduce my dear friend, Dr. Margaret Mogg, who is a recent graduate of Florida State University's English department. Her dissertation is titled, The Maternal Plot, The Working Mothers of Modernism, and her interests include Modernism and Motherhood, surprise, archives, young adult literature, and reality television. Margaret was also recently named the winner of a Departmental Award for Excellence in Teaching First-Year Composition. This department recognition points to Margaret's dedication to innovative teaching methods in all of her classes, which include a range of topics that invoke passion and interest among her students. One of Margaret's former students from a women in literature course wrote this about the class. More than any other class this semester, women in lit has made me think more critically than any other. It's also helped me look inwards and analyze why I think certain things. And that's what Margaret does. She makes you think more about what you think you know. Now, you guys can't see Margaret, but she is really tall. Over the course of this podcast, she will undoubtedly tell us stories about her family and beloved home state of Delaware. Mentions of her dog, Jasper, will also occur. And the amazing part is that all of this will somehow be very directly related back to teaching and pedagogy. I can guarantee that. If Margaret has me in her corner for a fist fight, then I'll need her in my corner for reaching things on the top shelf.
0: So, Paige and I are not physically... Together as we are quarantined along with the rest of the world. But we are still super excited to be able to talk with each other and talk with you all throughout this podcast. Um, And with that in mind, we have some specific goals for this. Our first goal for the podcast is to really think about literary pedagogy. Um, both in its relationship with composition and and rhetoric pedagogy, but also going beyond that. How is it different? What sort of preparation does it require? Professionalization? Both Paige and I, I think, received a lot more professionalization for teaching composition than we did for literature. Yeah,
1: I would Um, definitely agree with that. Uh, We did receive more professionalization, but with composition than literature, but that We can take some of these overlaps into literature classes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think our second goal is to think about the issues, concerns, and obstacles that early career scholars face when creating their literature courses, whether it's teaching literature just in general for the first time, creating a new course, having... To teach a required literature course for a department.
1: Yeah, and moving from the composition world or the composition classroom to a literature classroom, and so um, not just take what what overlaps do I have, but how do I need to make distinctions between those two spaces?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, this is just off sort of off topic but did you teach the new course intro to English studies? I did
1: not and I was very disappointed that I didn't get to teach that one uh, before I left FSU because it seems like a really great class and so I definitely want to hear your thoughts and ideas about that.
0: Yeah I think that would be interesting to talk about for both the going beyond composition pedagogy but also early career general concerns. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this also goes back to my intro for you of our third goal, which is forming a community online, in person, whatever, to further collaborate around literature pedagogy. Yeah, I think that's one of the
1: things I'm most excited about for this podcast, um, because, you know, we're both early career, and so we don't have all the answers. But part of what we're doing here is to form communities where we can collaborate and share information and resources so that that transition into the classroom and into teaching literature isn't sort of a, a, as abrupt as it might feel or also um, as isolating, right, um, mm-hmm. as it can be. Like that feeling of I'm not really sure how to do this or um, where, where what resources do I have? Where do I go for answers or community?
0: I'm so glad you brought up resources because all I keep thinking is you guys – if you ever have a problem page is like first responses i have a resource for that <laughs> it's like the mary poppins bag of resources furring down there so i i
1: prefer i let's call it harmonie's bag you know the Ooh, one that's, that's like true. extended and just comes out yeah yeah i believe in resources so
0: no and also like i know i said this so much already i think i've used the community more times in the past 5 minutes than i have for the past week but you really do form communities wherever you go um, in terms of, I think, half my group texts that were started by you at this point <laughs> to talk about different books, uh, writing, art, like writing workshops, teaching resources, et cetera. So I'm excited to have this sort of other way to form community with you. Yeah,
1: I mean, and community only works if there are people that want to join. So... Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So, let's move to number 4 so we can stop saying community over and over. Um <laughs> so, number 4 is working through our own journey, right, which we mentioned a little bit already. We don't have all the answers, but we're obviously you guys should be able to tell we're very excited about this opportunity to work together and to hear thoughts from other people so some of what we're going to do in working through our own journey is bring in other people that are teaching literature classes literature classes that are different from the ones that we're teaching who are going to offer new ideas and new takes on topics um so that's not just our perspectives here
0: yeah i think any chance to like talk about this you're gonna take away something um so hopefully we get to create more Steps. I don't know if it's in this ladder in this journey, but we'll end up somewhere. Um, and then, lastly, I think we're kind of been really obvious about this, but our fifth goal is just to share our love of pedagogy. <laughs> I think everyone, like in our personal lives, is probably sick of hearing us talk about teaching, fair, um, and how much we love it and what's going on, etc. So, yeah, I'm I'm we-
1: usually very guilty of just like reworking all of my syllabi for fun I'm like oh the semester's (laughs) over now I can go back and find new things to put in so
0: yeah just finding new people so we don't get banned from talking about it with from our loved ones (laughs) exactly Um, I have been banned from talking about certain topics that I love too much with my family so I need to make sure to avoid it moving forward but I'm excited
1: (laughs) me too yes I'm excited also and so I think that pretty much wraps us up for now right margaret Mm -hmm. okay awesome and so um our next episode is going to be a sort of overview of what we think about literature pedagogy right yeah
0: talking about literature pedagogy how we think about it why we think it's important what we want to work on or work through yeah those big, fun questions.
1: Perfect. And so then the last thing we we're going to leave you with then will be our dream co- course at the moment. We're going to sort of use this as a hook or ending every semester. Mm-hmm. Not semester. Every, <laughs> uh, every episode. Podcast yeah, episode. Yeah. Um, you can
0: tell that we both have been grading. Yes.
1: So, okay. Margaret, do you want to tell us what your dream course right now is?
0: Yeah. And you and I have talked about this, that a dream course is something that changes by the hour so no one can hold us to this but today my dream course would be teaching something like the ethics of sci-fi and i think because he's on my brain like richard powers galatea 2.2 or um the the novel that now everyone's talking about in the pandemic station 11 and just thinking through how these sci-fi novels kind of heighten questions that we're already grappling with um, I think it'd be a lot of
1: fun. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool class that I would definitely take because I love both of those books. Um <laughs> okay, and so mine is less in some ways less relevant to the pandemic, um mm-hmm. but more relevant to what I've been doing to cope, which is rewatching all of the Gilmore Girls. Uh I would like to just like teach uh, some of the texts that they talk about like name drop in in that show and think about maybe how they're related to the journey or the development of the characters at that time so like when Rory mentions Judy Blum's Deanie is it because she's grappling between um high school boyfriends or like why did she mention James Joyce's Ulysses uh Christopher Isherwood gets name dropped there The Secret Life of Bees which is a particular favorite of mine and I'm not sure how it relates to the Gilmore Girls in New England but but yeah so I would have a lot of fun with that so that would be that's my dream class today don't judge me for it but I'm excited
0: the thing that that hits me too is that there's probably a lot Of people teaching literature who loved Gilmore Girls growing up just because it was kind of that (gasps) women on TV who love to read but now that I'm reflecting on it there's a lot to unpack with their depiction of literature courses oh yeah I mean they're so starting with Max Medina yeah
1: and they're all like very white right because this is a thing I have thought we won't get on it but I've noticed like when they're mentioning like literature or text for classes for chilton for yale those are always like very canonized very very white very just like the standard norm um and so maybe that's like a good lesson for how we don't want our syllabi to look
0: yeah now like i'm thinking oh maybe there's a future episode in the distant future of just talking about Gilmore girls and literature pedagogy or like pop culture and that but that's for another day absolutely
1: okay awesome so i guess that's it for us right now
0: yeah we don't have a sign off yet but we'll let you all know once we come up with one Uh, yes